All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. Schreiber, and this is uh, Bear Radio. I meant Bull Bear Radio. Uh, you know, we're in the midst of, uh, you know, this this May sell-off here. I mean, it's getting uh, gnarly. It's been a few weeks now. We've been saying the same old thing here. The May meltdown. Yeah, well, that was last week we were talking about the May meltdown. Well, it has definitely continued as we sit here today, uh, markets are continuing to sell off. We've got inverted yield curves all over the place. I mean, it's 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 getting a little spooky. It's looking like last, you know, October, same kind of question marks about growth, and uh, no 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 answers really. I mean, uh, except for you know the the numbers aren't looking that good, which. You know, there's, there's maybe some bright spots, but there's also some real, uh, you know, uh, spooky dark corners, too, that uh, we'll explore here. Now, one thing, Don, I, I've noticed, and we've been talking about this a little bit, right? It has seemed like small and mid-cap, a decline in prices for Ouch. small and mid-cap kind of leads the way in terms of uh, mayhem that might come. Uh, we just recently saw uh, a chart floating around the interweb, right, with the uh, S&P mid-cap 400 with a, a beautiful triple top. Looked really similar to 1997 to 2003. Triple top followed by, uh, you know, a, a pretty sizable decline uh, based on kind of where, uh, you know, those tops were and the t- current tops are now. It looks like we could have a 30 percent decline uh, if history repeats itself off the triple top for S&P mid caps. Easy. I mean, we're uh, getting back to the. uh Easy peasy. Yep. Minus, <laughs> minus 30, minus, minus 30 20. plus percent. You no know, problem. We had, uh, uh, you know, while the S&P 500, everybody's favorite index. Oh, my goodness. The mighty, venerable S&P 500. You know, being pushed around by those uh, growth and momentum, uh, you know, technology fang stocks that have done so well up until, oh, I don't know, this most recent trade tension problem. Um and man, they've been selling off like crazy. Those uh, growth and momentum. The leadership is broken down. Yep. Uh, the market leadership is is now uh, flat on its back. And one of the things that you know you notice when the market starts to uh, dip into a negative trend, sometimes called a bear market trend. Yep. You'd see the uh, small and mid cap stocks diving lower mm-hmm. quite precipitously, which has been the case, you know, while the S&P, you know, recovered from the uh, fourth quarter swoon, uh, small and mid cap stocks, which went down about 27 percent on average from high to low, never recovered and have been stuck kind of in a correction of about down 10 percent or so. Now, now we're now we're approaching that down 20 bear market scenario. Yeah, through, and we've got an inverted yield curve, which is predicting 
a imminent, fairly near-term recession. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, Russell 2000 stocks had a peak, uh, I do believe, of 831-2018. So, you know, uh, approaching almost a, a stinking year ago, right? It's May. We're only a few months away from a year ago now on August, right? Uh, just a few months here. Uh, we're down 14.54% from the 831 high. There you go. Holy Ta cow. Taking some gas. Yeah, and I mean, if it keeps going from here, like you said, Don, I mean, next stop, really, because we're getting to probably where you have a couple of resistance points here right now. I mean, we're hitting oh, breaking them. through, man. We're breaking yeah, we're, through the uh, the 200 days and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, the resistance points are starting to fail to hold. Yeah, we're getting close on the S&P 500 on the 200 day resistance point, which if that breaks, uh, uh oh, that could, well, that could get a little gnarly. Yeah. Typically, when things break, it's not good news. Now, let's talking. Speaking of good news. OK, here, I'm going to throw something at you. See if this makes a difference in the calculus here. OK. So consumer sentiment is at, uh, uh, let me see here, University of Michigan, right? This is the, the figure that you got to actually put the money to work. Like when they pull somebody, they say, hey, what are you going to spend the money on? And it's like, I'm going to go buy a dishwasher or uh, a car or, uh, you know. Going to buy me a boat. Exactly. So, and we've done and this. And a truck to pull it. And we've done this before. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, let's let's keep our listenership high here. Let's not, uh, you know, sing songs. Uh, we're not professional singers. So, anyway, uh, University of Michigan, 102.4. It's up from a 97.2. So, uh, consumer sentiment is in a uh, euphoric state. Typically, uh, you know, the, the highs for consumer sentiment for the cycle happen um, as the market starts to turn a corner, head lower. By the way, this is a 15-year high for consumer sentiment when for University of Michigan. When, when consumer sentiment peaks at the same time that the markets are turning tail and diving lower, you've got to be really worried. Yes. Usually when you see a, a peak in consumer sentiment, you see you know, a, uh, a falling stock market shortly thereafter. Well, you know, we've had serial uh, peaks in consumer uh, sentiment over the last year or two. You know, we keep hitting uh, all-time highs and stuff like that, or uh, most recent highs, and uh, this is no different. Uh, you know, we would need someone to save the day in terms of the market. R right now, the market is looking for a... Uh, a hero, a savior. Hmm. His name may be Jerome Powell. Yes, that guy. Fed chairman. Yeah, he swoops in like Iron Man and <laughs> and starts, uh, you know, uh, lowering rates. It's a complete possibility. Hey, it could happen. The market, uh, the bond market, is already lowering rates. They're pushing rates lower. You may have noticed that uh, headlines uh, rates are just collapsing, uh, which is an implied easing. Uh, in in the system, and the Fed typically will follow the market, and they may have to, you know, cut rates long before they were planning to. Um, that's what's uh, going on, and you know, the inverted yield curve is going to be weighing on the Fed decision making on whether or not they actually should cut rates here. So, you know, that could happen, and you know, we could get a hero 
you know, a heroic mm -hmm. uh, a piece of action that helps stave off uh, a very gnarly uh, bear market trend. So speaking of um, hope, hope floats. It, it Sometimes it does. You know what doesn't float? Uh, the Dow stocks. They haven't been floating. They had never made a new high, by the way. And I've got some interesting stats here on the Dow, right? These are the largest 30 companies in America. Set a high on October 3rd of 2018. We're currently 6.45% below that high, approaching correction territory. We're on the other side of the, uh, you know, uh, down five line at the moment here. Now, just so. hold on a second. I got to say, being 65 five or whatever percent below six, the six point four three right now. Six point four three percent below the high mm -hmm. is really folks, it's not something to worry about. You know, people have gotten so sensitized to when the market's declining. I mean down one percent, people are freaking out. You know, mm -hmm. it used to be that you, you could get it down ten or fifteen or twenty before you people even took notice. Yes. Now all of a sudden, you know, every single drop is a is a catastrophic thing. And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the the media is mm -hmm. out there pumping this stuff up because they like to, you know, promote fear and greed and because they get you to fear watch. They get you to fear watch. and anxiety. Yes, know. and and so far, and, so far, the market's been holding together pretty well. And and calm, Don is is not not afraid. I am not afraid. Calm, Don's uh, on set here. So you know. As a consequence of hold these up, things, though. we tend to raise cash as we hit stops. Okay, you know? so hold up. Stops here. are tight. Cash is coming back. It's you know, cash is king when markets are declining. Okay, so it's earnings, a good thing. earnings. Oh, oh, earnings. Right <laughs> for uh, Dow companies this quarter. Right. Er earnings. They're going to have earnings. You uh, sure they don't? Are you sure they're going to no. have it? No, no, no. This current quarter finished up down three percent. Oops. Down three percent. Nobody's talking about this. Is that down three percent. Dow stocks. Yeah, yeah, the Dow stocks. The Dow stocks. Okay. And uh, and what do you think revenue growth was? Over uh, or under zero? Under. Uh, you, no, man. It's it's one point three two percent. Close though. Close. 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 Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The Dow stocks aren't floating, man. I'm, they're not I'm, floating higher. I'm a good guesser, man. The the earnings here maybe best ever. Greatest of all time, best guesser ever. Uh, everybody else doesn't guess uh, nearly as well as you, right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. The okay. last, last time I was wrong was when I thought I was wrong. So, uh, you know, uh, energy obviously was not the sweet spot here. Uh, most, uh, only three sectors, by the way, uh, had positive earnings growth. And, uh, you know, most sectors had positive revenue growth, X energy. Uh, but, uh, you know, not great. Not great. Hey, you know, it's, it's really uh, mystifying to me. You know, it's a conundrum. Energy prices pretty much have been shooting higher. And not recently. Energy company revenue keeps going down. Energy How prices are shooting higher. Energy prices are up, baby. On the year, they're up. Why wouldn't energy companies be performing better? I don't get it. Okay. Uh, 
Gotcha. We'll come back to that one. Okay, so S&P 500 earnings, okay? Uh, Earnings growth, 1.55%. Not all all companies in yet, apparently, via the Bloomberg terminal. Uh, Sales growth, uh, 4.37%. Now, the big problem here is is that uh, we've got mid-single-digit forecasts, right around 3.9% revenue growth, and a negative 1.5% for earnings growth. For Q2? Yep. Q2. We've got a negative 1.5% on earnings growth. That sounds eerily familiar to what the the, the, the wonderful analyst estimates were mm-hmm. for uh, Q1 of 2019. I mean, yeah. It, by the way, going back to the oil thing. Oil, right? Yeah. Uh, Energy. Yeah. Year to date, you got, uh, 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 what is this? This is uh, the uh, WTI. Uh, crude, right? Up 28% this year. So, you know, that that would really show probably in Q2 here that they did a little bit better with rising prices. Falling off the high, though, 423 was the high, $66.30. Uh, uh, we're now at 58.25, but a really nice climb from the beginning of the year from uh, about 45 bucks uh to to uh you know 58 right now so yeah I, like i said I, it's a conundrum i don't get it i don't get why energy companies aren't performing better you know going into the q1 uh earnings season energy companies were supposed to be the stud of the ener- of of uh, q1 earnings reports the stud they were supposed to have the highest earning they came in with huge disappointments you know Barely getting out of their own way. I, I just somebody's going to have to explain that to me. And one of the things that it doesn't bode well for about forty percent or so of the high yield bond paper, which has been unbelievably, extremely attractive to investors, is un, you know issued by the energy companies who are struggling to find growth at a time when. Energy prices, the core stuff that they're selling, is rising mm-hmm. 28% so far this year. I mean, you know, like, I'm, I'm not getting the whole thing. It's something's wrong here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Something stinks. Yeah, Starting to smell and, and, bad. And even Brent's up, you know, considerably. Watch, 50, I, 5380 to uh, current price is 6901 So, I mean. Hey, uh, you know what's really good right now? What's really flying? Even today, Treasury bonds. Flight to quality, baby. Market's going down. Treasury bonds going up. Yeah, you know, the 20-year Treasury iShares TLT, uh, you know, as a, as a proxy for the index, obviously, because you can't get that during uh, the day, I don't think. Uh, up uh, 0.63% today. Whoa, 63 basis uh, points up on the day. And Whoa, by the, by like the way, that. strong performance year-to-date up 6.64% on the long this is the the twenty year Treasury bond ETF, right? That's because interest so rates have been falling. So I'm using this as a proxy falling, for the index. I'm not yeah. saying you should buy this. I'm I'm saying you know this is this is a proxy for the index uh, performance here. So over the last uh, three days, by the way, in the midst of this market sell off, up one point four eight percent. So so take that. You think this is going to be a spot that maybe continues, a flight to quality continues here? Well, I'll tell you what. I was having a uh, conversation with our uh, um, chief investment officer, Steve. He's good. So Steve uh, and, and I were talking about this. And whenever you see uh, this flight to quality trade starting, um, you know, you got to pay attention to it. And um, our bond model, which uh, gives us risk off, risk on, credit duration, 
um, type of bond, you know, uh, signals um, has been really strong in terms of uh, Mm -hmm. being in the right place at the right time. And uh, earlier, you know, this week uh, uh, at the start of the week, it went to the 20 year treasury, which is indicating a risk off, you know, bear market type scenario. Um, And, uh, you know, when the model moves, I've learned to really pay attention. Yeah, well, uh, and you know the the next setting after this is short duration treasuries, which is kind of your Armageddon, <laughs> your Armageddon yeah, set. S and P five hundred over the last three days down one point seven six. So you talk about a non correlator here, right? Twenty year treasuries moving in the exact opposite direction, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know if you're trying to diversify a portfolio, which is what we're talking about doing here, you know, and and taking some risk off. That's exactly what our process has done here, which is quite interesting. Where if you look at, uh, you know, also uh, junk, right? Uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, places to where where the market sold off yesterday, right, was junk, JNK, uh, which uh, over the last few days is down. A half a percentage point over the last three days. So junk is is also selling off, not quite as bad as uh, S and P five hundred, but still, you know, uh, yeah, a, a, a pretty hefty sell off and you heavy know, volume it, what, yesterday and today. What investors, you know, who have crowded into the high yield trade to get that yield, you know, and uh, the the outsized performance that high yield bonds have given over the last five to ten years has been amazing, um, and they continue to pile into that trade, but they're not really. Uh, in sync with the amount of risks that they're taking because high yield bonds tend to behave like stocks. I remember in 1994, yes, folks, I was around managing money in 1994. 1994, high yield bonds broke down. Prices declined precipitously and were down 40% in a month. High yield bond prices were down 40% in a month. When there's a flight out of the high yield uh, bond sector, you know, prices can fall very quickly. Uh, and investors should be paying attention here to the risk-off indications that, you know, many people in the media ourselves are, are seeing, our, our models are telling us. And, you know, um, having a manager that actually can manage a multi-strategy that includes, you know, uh, equities of uh, various types and uh, bonds of various types and have a, uh, you know, a tactical approach to that. Um, we use a model-based approach, which tends to give us you know, persistently good answers, um, you know, is I think really appropriate at this time in the market cycle. You know, uh, investors have been told to be passive. Most investors struggle to stay passively invested on kind of buy and hold basis. They're really, their nature is to be more active and, you know, you just need somebody to be able to do it for you. Okay. Well, we're going to be back in just a second. WBI has utilized domestic stock and fixed income trend models in our quantitative management process for nearly 30 years. These models are designed to provide bull or bear trend indications that tighten or loosen WBI's quantitative risk management system, optimizing risk and return. The new Bull Bear Trend Switch SMA series offers a time-tested approach to combine low-cost indexing and risk management to help clients invest more successfully. Visit WBIinvestments.com to learn more. Now we're back. So, uh, you know, we're talking about hope here. Is there any hope that the market goes up sooner rather than later? I mean, let me outline uh, kind of uh, how maybe I see it, we see it, and then maybe give me the counter argument that things might get better before they get worse. So 
number one. You want me to make up a fantasy? Number one. President's been pretty mute. Nothing on trade the last day or two via Twitter, of course. You know, he's in Japan with Shinzo Abe and... You know, uh, they rolled out the red carpet for him, and there's going to be a uh, phenomenal trade deal there, and uh, we'll keep importing best ever cars. Best ever, right? Um, so I, I'm sure that's going to uh, matriculate over time here. We'll hear more about that, I am sure. Uh, you know, it'll be the greatest deal ever on Twitter, ever. I hear uh, the word matriculate, and I start to fall asleep. Come on. Okay. So, move it. So here we go. No Chinese trade deal, most likely until June 29th or, or, or more positive, really concrete positive nudes till June 29th when Z and Trump meet at the G20, right? So we got a lot of real estate between now and then. It is not even June yet, okay, as we're taping this today. So it's not June yet. We got the whole month of June to wait for a Chinese trade deal or better news. Although we haven't heard anything out of Lighthizer or, or Mnuchin the last couple of days. I mean, someone should be tracking those guys, right? Someone well, should be guys- out in the bushes, like, taking photos. Where in the world is, like, Mnuchin today, right? Man, those guys... Is he making a deal or not making a deal? Those guys are doing hand-to-hand combat with the Chinese. You know, they're a deep cover. They're behind enemy lines. They're going okay, after it. Okay, okay. I, I think got, they're going to do. Excited. They're going to do the job here. So they're going to get it done. So, so then we I'm get sure into that's next their marching orders. Season, right? Get me a deal. We get into next earnings season right at the same time. Right, companies will start reporting like within a week of whether we get a deal there or not get a deal, and it's going to be probably a doozy. Right. I mean, the Atlanta Fed GDP now is is hovering right about. Uh, a shade over 1% at the moment. It's forecasting Q2 GDP. And it isn't looking so hot, right? So then we've got that, plus we've got these... Wait these, a minute, what were they forecasting a quarter ago? Uh, higher. Atlanta, Atlanta, like, you know, 3.5, I think. Now we're down to 1. Yeah, it's like 1.6, 1.4. It fluctuates. Does that sound like a good trend to you? It's not a good trend. That's okay. what I'm saying. There's so how am I supposed to come up? News. How am I supposed to come up with a counterfactual argument that everything's going to be okay? I want the contrarian view here, maybe. You know what I mean? Not the perma bear view that I'm giving you here. It could get worse. Perm- perma bear is before you know. it gets better. You know? Do you do you think there's anything that saves this market from retesting some December lows or worse? Yeah, sure. If oh, you had to take a deep breath there, folks. You bet. If the Fed cuts rates anytime between now and the end of June, that would help forestall the declines that we have and might even give us a slight perk to the upside. If Okay, where in the world if, is Jay Powell? We need a where oh in the world man. is Jay Powell tracker? Listen, he's putting on his uh, Iron Man outfit, and he's going to get Oh, that's going to take a little while. I, I'm not sure you know that I mean? he, he knows how to get that thing on yet. You know, he's got to get that thing in his chest that gives him the superpowers and all that kind of good stuff going, you know? Yeah, where's Robert Downey Jr. when you need him? Oh, I don't know. And that dude's, uh, he's strong. You know, so um, so anyway. So do you think then you get, then you get a, if you get a uh, do you a, think we get a whiff of a, a trade top deal line, here? You that get helps. a top line announcement, you know, from uh, uh, Mr. Trump, the president, and uh, Mr. Uh, Xi. Uh, do the, you think that the leader, comes? the leader from uh, China, and we get a deal in principle? We're going to do when? it. It's going to happen. When? It's the question. That's what I keep asking. Is you know, it going to happen happens in June? Be, if, if that happens in June, along with the Fed uh, rate cut, then, man, baby, we could have a higher market by uh, 
and 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 offset some of the uh, real damage potential that the earnings cycle and the GDP softness and and the inverted yield curve and hard Brexit. And whoa, now you're going down some different paths here, bro. Oh my goodness, there's a lot of stuff out there overhanging the possibility. Uh, you know, my one of my favorite movies is Hope Floats. I'm hoping that this thing floats, baby. That I wouldn't bet the farm on it. All right. Well, that's what uh, you know. We got this week. Maybe Hope will float. Over and out. You might want to go watch yourself some Harry Connick Jr. and cry yourself to sleep tonight. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ABV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Bank. Market conditions may call for the strategy to remain in any of the possible exposure allocations for an extended period of time. During periods of high market volatility, a significant amount of holdings may be sold, resulting in a large allocation to cash or cash equivalents. At times, market conditions in the particular portfolio strategy may call for an allocation to cash or cash equivalents. If the portfolio strategy invests all or a substantial portion of its assets in cash or cash equivalents for an extended period of time, it could reduce the strategy's potential return as a limited return of cash or cash equivalents may lag other investment instruments in a strong market.